All right. So we're back here once again on another Couch Coach Live, another Wednesday night under the lights, the final Couch Coach Live of 2023. So we're here. Uh, what's going on, Maui? Crazy, man. It's the end, man. It's crazy. Um, I'm good, man. How was your um your Christmas, man? You always, you know, got that uh, million-dollar smile and, and joy, man. You seem like you had a real good Christmas yeah. with your family. Yeah, it was great, man. I was able to um kind of kill two birds and one stone this year. Um, mm-hmm. went up to Charlotte <laughs> to see uh my cousin and her family. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so it was good to see, um, you know, her kids and everything, mm-hmm. and then you know being able to spend some time with my mom, my aunt, and my family. Um, it was great, you know, especially considering the fact you know I was out, you know, uh, for Thanksgiving, you know, right, since I, you right, know, right. I got a nineteen, <laughs> but uh, it was great to kind of just get and catch up with my family because it's been a, I mean, like. You know, I haven't seen my peoples in well almost six weeks. So, right, it's right. been like that. Yes. Yeah. So how was yours? Um, of course, you saw the video, man. I was like, you know, yeah. Um, it was cool, man. Like, you know, my daughter's first job, and she was able to really buy some gifts. Um, so that was real nice. I'm not really used to that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, everything went well. Once see my dad, I looked. He coming open the door. I see he got the in that um, from the avenue. Uh, sweater on the Ravens jersey, you know what I'm saying? He be flossing that gel. <laughs> but uh, what I really seen this is everybody did their family thing, but they took a trip. You know what I'm saying? Like I seen what you did. Isaiah was at the 49er Ravens game. Okay. You know what I mean? Like um, over the weekend, I had an uncle go see the Browns and the Texans. They went to Houston from Cleveland. So like I and then my aunt did went to South Carolina. It was a lot of traveling going on this this Christmas, and that's great though. It seemed like everybody was doing so. Yeah, and you know, like as far as yeah, um, that's the thing, like that's like the new thing as far as people traveling, because you know mm-hmm. that's one of the type of things where like you know that's a great way to kind of make memories as well. I know you know right. the gifts are the gifts, but um, mm-hmm. you know traveling does kind of give you that you know those memories that you can. Right. That you can hold forever because you may not, you know, you, you might get something this year and you may not wear it, you know, I six months later, a year later, but uh that traveling experience will live on. So right, right. Yeah, it's definitely was a definitely interesting um Christmas, especially in the world of sports. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got you know, we uh, we'll talk about um the Ravens um thrashing the San Francisco 49ers on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. uh the Detroit Lions. Once again, uh, no no free wing stop wings for the folks in Detroit. Um, they haven't had free wings since I think October. So <laughs> we'll talk about this 27 game losing streak, and also mm-hmm. we'll reflect on the year that was in 2023 in sports. We'll talk about our unforgettable sports moments, our our um, favorite sports moments, and then also some um, hot takes or, or some predictions that we have going into the new year in 2024. We'll do mm-hmm. our picks and. Um, and round out the show. So we got a great show lined up for you on our final episode of 2023. And what we're going to do, we're going to kick that intro. And we'll be right back here on Couch Coach Live.
and we're back here on Couch Coach Live. And definitely before we get started, definitely gotta give a huge shout out to my guy Kenneth. Uh, happy holidays. Say happy holidays to us both. I definitely appreciate you, Kenneth. Same to you, Kenneth. Yeah, you know, I might might give you a gift next Saturday. Well, next Sunday. Um, give you guys a win over over the over the um, you know, might give you cowboys a win next week. So it might be my holiday gift to you, Kenneth. So you know, <laughs> I, I try. So once again, that appreciate you, Kenneth, for um commenting. And um, yeah, we got a great show lined up tonight. So before we get started, this uh week's Couch Coach Live is powered by the good folks at SeatGeek. Head over to SeatGeek.com, <laughs> use the promo code Couch Coach at checkout for your first purchase. And uh, we're here and <laughs> That's so funny. Hey, that's true. Hey, it, it's probably gonna happen, Ken. So it's definitely gonna definitely happen. So it is what it is. Hey, you know, it's it's a holiday season. It's it's, it's, the, it's the season. It's the reason for the season. So we'll talk. So we'll um, talk about first. We'll talk about this uh, Baltimore Ravens. Uh, a very interesting uh, Christmas day. Christmas night game where we had the Ravens uh, beating the San Francisco 49ers by a final score of 33 and 19. Uh, mm-hmm. Lamar Jackson, great performance, 23 for 35, 252, two touchdowns. On the other end, Brock Purdy, man, uh, 18 for 32, 255 yards, but he threw four interceptions. Made, made, made our guy, Cal Hamilton from Notre Dame, Ed Reed on Christmas night. Um, Five four sacks on the um, four sacks were credited by the Ravens defense as well. So, what was your thoughts on uh, the Ravens thrashing the San Francisco 49ers on Christmas night? That defense is growing. That Ravens defense is starting to look like a Super Bowl defense, man. The way they're starting to play together, you know what I mean? And what I mean by that, if you, you know, I know some of the interceptions was like, you know, deflections, but sometimes I feel like defensive players over. They overdo it, and they, you know, what I'm saying, because they play off impulse so much, and they're just some of them defenses when they sacrifice rather than trying to tackle, but they get to a um, a space so the um, the offensive player has to cut, and then his other player. Cause it's just subtle little things when you have a good defense, because that defense won that game for them. Even though Lamar did what he needed to do, but you know, it goes back to that conversation we was kind of having last week with Cam Newton with um with uh, Brock Purdy because they actually, you know, the real, if you pay attention and watch the game, I felt like um, you could tell, like, the Ravens defense really had a hold on them. Like, yeah, Kittle, that first play made that run, but they still capitalized, you know, in some type of way. They got that safety, and the defense, um, the 49ers got that safety, which to me was kind of, then the referee was in the way, but, hey, it is what it is. You know what I mean? They still capitalize. It was 33 to 19. So if you take those, um, every time they got an interception, they got points from those interceptions. You know what I mean? So if you, what, what, you know, what was it, five interceptions? If you do the math, you say, oh, well, damn, that's how they won. You know what I mean? So my pick looking good right now for the Super Bowl win. Um, I do, I don't like this though. I know Lamar is a scrambling quarterback, but. I just wish the rushing would be a little bit better. I don't want him to be the leader, leading rusher, if that makes sense. And he only got 47 yards. But, yeah, great game. Yeah, and this one knows where uh, San Francisco, I'm saying, once again, I think, like you said, this this just shoot, proves what Cam Newton 
Um, mm -hmm. It range true of what he said. And we've always, if you look at just kind of, we look at like Brock Purdy, mm -hmm. the most important person on this offense, in my personal opinion, is Trent Williams. Mm -hmm. Trent Williams being out in this game hurt him tremendously. And I think mm -hmm. you, you look at how he has struggled in those games without Trent Williams and also, you know, not this game, but in the games that he had without Trent or Debo. Um, and it's one thing that you cannot turn the football over in, you know, four times. That's the biggest issue here with, with this the team. And like you said, this is where the game manager connotation comes from because right. in those games, when you look at when Brock Purdy don't throw interceptions, they win football games. You look right. at, uh, the three, the four losses they had. Obviously, you. I think besides the Cleveland game, all the games they lost to this team, these had multiple interceptions. I know he had two interceptions against Minnesota on Monday night. I want to say he had two against uh, Cincinnati, um, and then also he had four in this game against, um, you know, against uh, the the Ravens. And it's just one of those where. And uh, kudos to the Ravens. Um, like you said, those having those turnovers, and they scored on seven straight offensive possessions. Mm -hmm. And those that's 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 how you win football games by putting points on the board, especially mm -hmm. and having that type of deficit. Um, Cal Hamilton, um, great, you know, had a had a great performance. Um, just in, just just concerned about his um his injury going forward. Will he mm -hmm. play on Sunday? Even though I think. They'll still be fine, but you know, you you lose a guy like that, it could potentially um wreak his ugly head. But um, and it's crazy because it's it's funny how it's it's the series of getting hit in the mouth. San Francisco have been doing this to to the best of the NSC in a sense, where you they've done this to Dallas, they've done this to Philly. When we look at teams that are contending in the in the NFC, and how the Ravens literally did what they were doing weeks ago against the NFC elite in a, in, in a sense, quote-unquote. So I just found it very funny of this. And um, and now you look at this Ravens team, they're hot. I think they won like nine of their last ten games. Mm -hmm. This is a great this, – this, I mean, this is a great momentum booster for them. Um, I wonder how they're going to carry this momentum going forward, especially considering the fact I think a lot of it really was spearheaded by people – counting them out, you know, this, that, and the third. Mm -hmm. But now, as we now progress, if they take care of business on Sunday right. and become the number one seed in the AFC, now they will be the, the favorite going into um, going into the playoffs. How will they be when they're the favorite? So it's kind of one of mm -hmm. us where how they'll be able to keep that edge, and then if they get that bad week, how mm -hmm. that's going to affect them. But um, mm -hmm. great job by the Ravens, man, going across country right. and getting that win. Debo did play, right? Yeah, Debo played. It was just so, right. So like, yeah, that's what I thought. So Debo, what did I write down? Debo got <laughs> he was four receptions for forty-seven yards. So like, and then yeah. as I watched, I didn't watch. I watched the game, but I watched the highlights a little more closer. And you got to get him in the game. You have to figure out a way because to me, their success. This 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 forty nine er team in the last what what's what say what six years. Um, or five, four or five years. I, when I think about them, they always had quarterback controversy. Controversy, but one thing that stuck out, it was already always a physical team, but they had a lot of injuries. But Debo stood out. Like Debo to me made me really start watching them. I was like, man, who is this dude? Like he's, you know what I mean? And I think 
If you want to win against a team like the Ravens or any type of team, you've got to get him in the game. And But as I watched it too, McCafferty, like I said, a lot of plays because he's special. He was doing more than what you really would see because you could see that the Ravens really were being physical with them in so many different ways. You know what I mean? Even like the one touchdown, like he really had the – you know what I'm saying? So yeah. – and subtleness. The Ravens' defense was very – it was it was physical, they was fast, but they were subtle. I cannot wait to see them play the Dolphins. Yeah, and it's going to – yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. And like you said, I still – part of me is like, yeah, it's – San Francisco had a bad night in the offense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I still think they, they're still the front runner to be in the NFC, mm-hmm. um, no doubt. So I, it's just one of those where um, they just got hit they just, they just got hit in the mouth you're hoping that Trent Williams will be back. I know he's out uh, um, Sunday. Curious as how that will be going forward because they definitely need him. And now, you know, you just get to a point where, you know, Brock Purdy will have to manage the game effectively. And then that's another right. issue with him, with his, with the stinger, like he got that again. And it, it just reminds you of the NFC Championship game all over again. It literally almost is how that was in a sense where, uh, once he went out, it you know it's but you know I think this thing is should be good, but I'm just curious how it will be going forward. But um, right. yeah, man, this this is going to be very interesting coming down the line, and the playoffs is going to be uh, really intriguing. So this is kind of a a good matchup to kind of get us ready for the playoffs. It's been a long time since the Ravens had a defense like that, since especially since Lamar been there. They've been kind of suspect the last few years. Yeah, you know what I mean. So like to yeah. see that when I was watching that, I was like, "Oh, okay, here we go." You know. But. Yeah, and the healthy Lamar too. That's one thing too. That's yeah. that's the, that was one of my factors going into the preseason. Was like, well, should I even put them kind of where they need to be because mm-hmm. we've seen the last two seasons where he hasn't been healthy this time of the year, and you, right. they kind of skated into the playoffs. Right. So um, yeah, this is question legit. Yeah. If you was a defensive coordinator and you playing against Lamar and the Ravens, would you rather him stay in the pocket or would you rather him run? I mean, both are scary now. I mean, <laughs> I think I mean I, I think if it were, if it was up to me in a sense, mm-hmm. I would try to my thing is to keep him in the pocket and kind of collapse. Right. But the only thing about that, if you do that. He's gonna find a way because you look at like how you look if you look at the game how San Francisco, you see that wasn't really a lot on them edges. You see how right. like they were pretty much trying to play him in that middle, which right. makes sense because right. if you give him that edge, that man can he could he can he could he could run all the way to, um, to Los Angeles like right. literally like I mean we're really San Francisco because Santa Clara. Right. Um, you know, right. What I'm saying, but I don't, that's that's the dilemma because you back then. You could probably think, hey, get him as a passer because he really didn't have those type of wide receivers. I mean, he had like Hollywood Brown, but now you got like a guy like I say, Flowers, who I got, we talked about in the preseason, a guy that's emerging. And you got, you know, Odell Beckham, you know, right. so and they're doing this also. Was it What's the name? Aga Aguilar. Aguilar. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, and, Eagles. Oh boy, yeah. Them Eagles and, fans. And the hey, other yeah. thing is, he. Is committed to staying in the pocket on the low. If you paid attention, I watched. Like I said, I watched yeah. it. He and sometimes I was like, "Yo, you need to run," and he he didn't. He figured yeah. out a way. And I think he's learning that now. Like, hey, I'm only gonna 
go for a run if nothing is there. But right. their stuff is opening up for him. So it's kind of one of those where that's I think that's the puzzling thing about Lamar Jackson, where you you want to kind of condense that pocket, but then right. that's what's scary about him. It's like he can go off to the edge or he can just if he gets one little small crease, he can just he can he can get you. And that's where it's 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 like a pick your poison with Lamar Jackson. I think people are starting to family well. I won't say starting to realize. I think we all know it, but it's just mm-hmm. everybody, you know, you know how it is. Everybody late to the party when it right. comes to, to excellence, right. especially and, for Lamar Jackson. And this game right here, uh, to me, I thought when when o, when um, um, Odell Beckham got there, I thought it was going to be Odell Beckham hungry, like always trying to give him the ball. And he yeah. didn't. He only got like four receptions and hardly no yards. So there's a lot of other weapons there. Yeah. And Odell is there. And he's still Odell on the low. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, and that's another one way he can be unleashed at any time. That's another. It's that's the scary thing about him as well. Where you like you say you have a game like he had on Monday, but he can go off. Especially when you think about in the playoffs, he can have a game. You know, almost. You know, I don't want to say like two bowl because he got hurt in that game, but he can have. You know, he he can have an impact. He'll be one of those where you look at as the playoffs progress. He'll be somebody that you'll look at as an X factor, even like he's one of those where it's gonna it's gonna he's gonna have a game, at least in right. one of these games in the playoffs for sure. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So man, you gotta talk about the association, man. Mm. <laughs> oh, man, the Detroit Pistons, man. What on earth is going on in Detroit? So Detroit. Uh, lost on um, yesterday on Tuesday by the final score of one eighteen to one twelve to the Brooklyn Nets, and um, that's a twenty seven straight loss. Now that breaks a record for the most losses in a single season. Mm-hmm. But the longest streak is twenty eight, and that was by the Philadelphia seventy six. They won twenty eight straight, but that was between a series of two seasons. So. The winning streak, uh, the losing streak started in the 2014-2015 season, and then it lapped over to the 2015-2016 season. So, we might have a record-breaking situation. So, the Pistons have two games left in this calendar year. Um, they play the Boston Celtics tomorrow night on Thursday, and then they'll play the Raptors on Saturday. And the and the Detroit Pistons have not won a game since October 28th when they beat the Chicago Bulls. And they, at that time, they had a 2-1 record. And as we alluded to earlier, Wingstop had a promotion um, that if the Pistons win, you get five free wings. And they have not given out any free wings in two months. So what's your thoughts on this uh, on this Detroit Pistons losing streak? Um. Monty Williams is the second. Oh man, I don't really know what to say. Like, Kate is, um, you know, Kate is trying. You know, he got a forty-point game against the Nets. As I watched the game, it seemed like, and it, um, at one time, I think it was like eighteen to seven or something like that. They played their hearts out, but you know, and Kate got forty points. You know, but but when I looked at the stats, you got Bonanovich. Did I say his name right? He got 23 points. I think it's Bonanovich. Yeah, Yeah, he got like 23 points, but I'm like, he really should be coming off the bench. You got Ivy, Ivy, who was on the point guard, and 30 minutes, 9 points. Like, 
it's like Monty, like, man, I ain't really, I don't know. I don't really know what to do. I know they need to get, um, they should have wouldn't try to get James Harden when they had a change, you know what I'm saying, when he was out there, or just try to get some type of start. They need some better scoring. Like, I don't think a, a point guard, a guard, he, he, he got to give them 20 points, man. You know what I mean? I mean, that's yeah. all I can say. It's really nothing. I, I know Monty Williams can coach because I remember the Suns before he got there, even though they had Booker and Chris Paul wasn't near yet. Well, who was there with Booker at the time? Um, you think in what, like twenty? It was Aiden was there. Aiden was, right? was there. Uh, who they really? Who they? No, Booker. I thought I thought it was another star or something like Booker, somebody. Aiden. Um, who else did they have? Because who did they trade Chris Paul for? Chris Paul was in OKC. Right. Who was in OKC now? Mm-hmm. Well, bottom line, I think you know what I'm saying. Like. In the bubble, they was one of the best teams, you know what I mean? And you knew they were coming. So, I don't know. I just I hope either trade Cade and get some people in there, get some veterans in there. That's really what they need. They too young, you know what I mean? And then at the same time, like like I said, your point guard is giving you nine points in 30 minutes. Your second star is um, Bodanovich, you know what I mean? And I'm like, he really should be coming off the bench. They have nobody. Like, and I'm trying to figure out how you don't have anybody when you've been uh, a lottery. You've been going through the lottery for how long? Yeah, and to your point, where you had a guy like a Jaden Abbey who was supposed to be the backcourt mate with right. him, and then now you got, um, you know, he's bitched now because Killian Hayes is now essentially there. So it's kind of. It's 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 just one of those where this, this team just doesn't 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 work. I think when you look at it on paper, this was going to be like a could be a potentially a young exciting team. I even thought of them as almost like a league pass type of team where you can watch them on a night like the night and be be thoroughly entertained. Right. Um, I think you look at you know they like the three point shooting, they like defense. Um, and the thing like you said, and and I like the money Williams thing. I just I, I mean. I'm not willing to to Mm-mm. you know it just he just he's just not in the best situation and I think that that's the really issue with it and I know we champion I know I me personally I love the move because I thought it was going to be a better move even though I I didn't like them you know getting rid of um Dwayne Casey because I mm-hmm. thought he almost in this similar situation where I thought he'd be able to kind of turn the team around if you give him time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year it's just I don't I don't think it's gonna be I I don't this this team obviously if you look at their record this it's not gonna work out and I so, think they gotta do something huh? right like no go ahead go ahead I hear what you're saying yeah, they gotta yeah. do something so like, they got yeah, why yeah. like well that, because see that's another one where that's where you think he's another guy where okay a second chance he's a number two overall pick in the 2020 draft so you're thinking to yourself Okay, we kind of pick up. I mean, they've kind of done that because I think they did that like with um, what's what's the kid from Duke, Mar- Marvin Bagley? Mm-hmm. They've done that with him too. So it's just like this, it's just not gonna work out. And I and it's just one of those where something got to give. I don't know if it's gonna be a situation with money, but I mean, the thing with money, mm-hmm. he'll get his money. I mean, that's the thing about him. Right. I mean, because he, you know, he's one. That, he's the highest paid coach in the NBA. So it's kind of one of them where. I think, in my personal opinion, 
I think he's he's the first domino. I think I don't know if he's going to be able to even survive this season. I mean, because it's going really? to be to a point where I mean they lost twenty seven straight, dude. If they lose, if they lose, and again, and I know they're going to lose against Boston, so they'll at least have that record. But dude, if you lose it, if you go into the new year, you have almost lost thirty straight games. I mean, I'm with you. I know, I know, I know, but you know how this go. I mean, it ain't like right. Doc Rivers, you know, when he kind of got his up together. But I, he's probably the quickest. He's probably when I, when I say the quick turnaround in a sense, mm-hmm. because yes, you can get rid of those guys at the trade deadline. But what are you really gonna get out of you know, like you like you got? Even though I think a team will be willing to kind of get some of those pieces off of them. Like I think, like if you had like a guy like a Jaden Avid. If you trade him and he goes somewhere, I think he can flourish somewhere else. I just don't think he's going to work in Detroit. So I think the first domino is probably Monty Williams. I'm like, you got G League players. Like, go get Mac McClung. Somebody that's going to go in there and just, you know, it's just, you know, it's like, I don't, I, sometimes the NBA blow me because I'm sitting here like, you got Kate Cunningham playing his butt off and 40 points. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, you a point guard. You only got four assists. So that means Cade yeah. is just basically, you know, going one-on-one on everybody. You know what I mean? Because he's just trying to get the win. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I, you know, like, I'm like, oh, what's, I don't know. I just feel like they have a, it's a lot of NBA, it's a lot of basketball players all around. You got Wiseman for what? You know what I mean? You don't really have no height, so why ain't he in the game? You know what I mean? Like, I was looking at I was just looking at the Nets when I was looking at the stats and I was just like it's like you just got them out there just playing, you know, shoot and run. But yeah, man, I mean it's I mean it is what it is. That's what play, got... players like D That's what players like D need to be. Like D would surf, he would do so well there because he, he's free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and yeah, I, like I said, I think the next domino is going to. Um, I think it's unfortunate because I'm like, dude, if he if he gets to thirty, I think it's I, it, it is possible. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm shocked. I'm like I said, will he even survive this calendar year at this point? I mean, I know like no, they're, not, they're not conditioned either. They don't look conditioned at all, and they're young, <laughs> and that's the scary thing about all that. It's like that's the scary thing about it. Like your youth, just what you're in NBA, you're like a spring chicken. Yeah, and I, there's no explaining how bad is Detroit line. I mean, Detroit um, Pistons team is, and they got people in in the stands talking about sell the team. I'm like, huh? Y'all want this team to be gone so y'all can sell this team? I'm like, is that bad? Is that I blame bad? the owner, the GM, and the NBA. You know what I mean? I do. I blame them. I'm like, that's a that's the it's the Pistons. Regardless of anybody say, it's still a legendary NBA yeah. team. You know what I mean? Yeah. They yeah they gotta they gotta build a better product. I mean, you gotta, and right. you know, and they trying, but like you said, they are they. It, it, but it ain't working. I think that's the thing is when you like I said, if you look on paper. This team is, I mean, hell, you can put a list of anybody that can that should have at least win win two or more games in a season mm-hmm. already. 
But like, like I mean, it's crazy. Like, like John Morant got more wins coming back before he's four and zero. Then the Detroit team has had since the beginning of the season. He was spending twenty five games. So I, you know what I would do? I'm gonna be honest with you. I would take Cade and say, since we already know we got to rebuild, and I'm trading him somewhere. I'm for real. I would trade him somewhere and get me some mid vets that that played it that will play together. And we may, you know, what I'm saying we already lose a lot. We already laughing stock. So you know what I'm saying? Like that's what that's what I would do. I would trade and get me like put him somewhere, like a, a team that um, have a chance to get to the playoffs. You know what I mean? Or they could build around like. Like fuck, like prime, like San Antonio or somewhere like that, or Orlando. Lando's doing well, like I'm saying, or just I would, I would really send him somewhere and like here, y'all got a chance if y'all want to sign this guy. He's playing his heart out, you know what I mean. He's not complaining, um, but we want some mid veteran players, like kind of like the Nets almost, you know what I mean? Yeah, you true. Because I think who they, they they GM is Troy Weave, I think. And I'm like, shoot, I'm gonna, I'll be real with you. If I trade him, to, if I trade him to Orlando, oh, you giving me Paulo Bancaro, and I know they ain't gonna do it. They they will hang up in my face if I'm Troy Weaver. I'm, hmm. He may not though. You give you give you giving me Paulo Bancaro. They don't let like give him no Paulo Bancaro. No, that's what I'm just saying. If I'm trading K, you giving me Paulo. You give if you if yeah. I'm gonna trade a young asset, like you said, if I go to Orlando. It's Paula Paula Bancaro. If not, I'm hanging up the phone. You may. I mean, is that is that serious? Is that right, serious right, for me? Right, right, okay. It, I, I'm <laughs> sure they got draft picks. I mean, yeah, <laughs> but they, but they are player caliber team, so that that serves me right. no purpose. I'm at a point. You trading me for a number one? You trading a number one overall pick and a rookie of the year? Oh, I'm oh I'm getting a haul. Trust me. Right. Oh, trust I'm me. Just, I hear no, you. Oh, they gonna, yeah. If I'm Troy Weaver, yeah, y'all gonna y'all gonna laugh. Y'all gonna laugh and think I'm crazy, but I'm gonna get the bed. Like you said, some calls some San Antonio. Oh, you giving me Wimby. You ain't ain't nobody on that damn San Antonio team. Uh-uh. No, I mean, no, sir. I hear you. Hell no. I'm telling you, man. Shoot, Lakers. You give me you give me LeBron James, the statue of Kareem, Chick Hearn. I mean, you do you give me A D. Taking okay, <laughs> okay. Kane Cunningham is like the uh, rookie of the year, the number one overall pick in the draft. I got you. Oh, yeah, you you giving me a haul because if I get rid of my best asset, we will never win a basketball game. Like, I got we're you. Like eight, we're gonna lose eight. Not drink. winning right now though, B. Right, but, but at least he, Kane get you putting you in a position at least to make you look. Is he really? Like, I mean, all he's really doing, like I said, I know he played his heart out the best way he know how, but he going to keep playing that way. Most likely he going to yeah. get hurt. He, he didn't need help. He All he needed, he, he do need, need help. That's right. He do and, need help. But, and he may not get help in, in Detroit. <laughs> well, I, he, I, I wouldn't. Okay, what about that. Utah? <laughs> okay, you giving me Lori Marketing. You giving me off the rip. You giving me like Walker Kessler. You give me about three or four guys. You would give now, me that. That sounds okay, though. That sounds okay. I would get. I mean, but that's what I'm saying. Like when we talk about the other teams, right? Where they have like a standalone superstar, right? Like I would, you would give me about three or four guys. I think you would give me like you got to give me like Colin Sexton, 
Walker Kessler and Lori. And if I don't get at least them three, that's just the baseline. That's just you gotta give me so some what more. You, you trade him that you get those three and a draft pick or some shit like that. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, you know it, what I mean? A part of me, part of me, I want some, I want a little bit more. Give me a little THT. Like, bro, like, are you serious? This dude's an all-star. I mean, I know he got the rookie, blah, 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 but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm trading, I'm trading a a one-time all-star and a multiple young piece. Oh, yeah, because it's true. Right. He ain't oh, selling yeah. out to he ain't selling out to Cause, the spot. Because K K's my found K's my foundation. If I gonna gut this house, oh I'm I'm gonna need more, I'm gonna need a lot. Cause he's the only one that I'm gonna, gonna be able to get at least somewhat of a asset that could that can make it worth it. I mean, you can still get rid of you still can get guys, right. but you know, but I mean when you talk about if you want to get like somebody like in, in exchange for him, somebody that can, that can put butts in seats. You know, and I would trade him for KCP and Reggie Jackson. <laughs> Dem- oh no, you 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 giving me Jokic? You crazy? Are you, you, you crazy? Like you give you give me a haul for, for you give me a haul for K? No sir, man. No give him sir. Reggie Jackson. That's give, what they give, need. Give, give him Reggie Jackson me, and KCP. You give, me, you give me realistically. You give me at least Christian Braun. I want to low key. I, I will say you give me Jamal Murray. Can I get the guard situation? Give me Christian Braun. Giving up Jamal Murray, B. Right, and I ain't giving up K. I'm Troy Weaver tonight. All right, then. I ain't giving up no K. Are you 40, crazy? Yeah, forty losses. Okay, but I got a superstar. We can go back he in. He's not a superstar. K. Okay. He he's not a superstar. He's a star. He's, a he's an emerging yet. star. He's an he's emerging. emerging right, right. Star. So, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you basically got him because you're saying he got this, he got this. He's a rookie. What else? Well, I mean, he's he's the rookie of the year. He's been mm-hmm. a rookie. Of the year. He's the number one overall pick in the draft. Number one overall pick, in right? 2021, two years ago. Two years ago. Okay. So yeah, you, yeah, you go and then yeah, you gonna have to give up. It's gonna be a haul for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm not playing. Like, um, you, I'm so, getting okay. Some the Pacers. They okay, so. the Pacers, <laughs> I'm just, I like what you do. It's so right, if you give me the Pacers, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna say this out loud. And I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to Troy Weaver. You, you give me Halliburton. <laughs> you, are you crazy? You, know, you give you Halliburton is the first person we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Halliburton. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might, you might want to put, um, you know, you might want to put Miles Turner in the deal. I'll put Miles Turner and Bruce Brown. No. You wouldn't take that? No. M- no. Monty can do something with that. But you and who, who else on the paces? Um, Man, you got whoa. a core. You're basically taking Miles. You know what I'm saying? He could score. He used to rebound. And then you got Bruce Brown. You know he could ball. Won a championship. Bruce, nah. I mean, that it's veteran presence. Huh? Yeah, give me give me Halliburton. <laughs> <laughs> Halliburton. That's where it starts. This that's where it starts with me. We can work about Mal's turn up. All right, bet. So let's say they do Halliburton. Let's say they do a swap. Halliburton him. Then Halliburton go to Detroit, and they start <laughs> he'll winning. Be the same, he'll be the same way. 
He gonna put up forty one and nine. <laughs> I mean, I think he'd be able to. I think Halliburton probably have a way to get everybody to play. He's got you know what I'm saying? And yeah. point guard, so he probably figure out a way to get everybody. You know what I'm saying? In the yeah. right position. Because yeah, because if I'm getting rid of my go- my point guard, I'm gotta replace him. Well, yep. it's about it's either this, it's either wins or selling tickets. I mean, and I and I think it's just one of those where it's, I mean, at this point, I mean, like I said, it's, I think money realistically probably the first one to go. Well, I mean, yeah, I think he might be a part of that as well. I wouldn't get, I wouldn't be surprised if Troy Weaver is out too. Uh, it's a lot. I mean, I, I think, especially when it comes to NBA stuff, that's more of the quicker fix, as you can tell. Like as mm-hmm. far as it's been kind of noted, like the quick the quick fix is to trade, not to trade, but to get rid of your coach, and then bring somebody in and see if that creates a spark. And then that's wow. then, I think the trade deadline they might be you know um, active in that potentially, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they just they just got it's just, they just they all growing up together, and like I said, that's that's usually the problem in the NBA, where there's no no veteran presence on most of these teams. Everybody's really growing together. I think was that Kenyon Martin. I think was it he was with the Clippers one time. He was saying how how KJ they looked at him as like as like the OG, and that's like he only like twenty four years old, right? <laughs> but it's like that. I mean, right. yeah, your, your OGs are like twenty four years old. I well, think it's that's crazy. one of the main things since like twenty. 20- I think 2018 we were paying attention to like after 2020 it seemed like a lot of the teams were young i remember the, even the miami heat team i was like yo they young but they were scary that year you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i mean you because i mean now i guess when you look at now with the situation with guys coming out earlier you know now guys come out at 19 years old i mean you think about it you know versus when you know Back in the day when guys were like 22, 23 and was staying in school, you know. So you're thinking now, fast forward, those 22 to 23-year-olds, they're four or five years in the league already. Right. And then you then who's who's coming behind you? A 19-year-old. So of course you're gonna be the OG. There ain't no 30-year-olds, you know, most of these um on most teams that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you know, there's no Udonis Haslam. <laughs> no more, you know, no, you know, or Andre Iguodala's like no more, like as far as having that old presence, that leadership. Yeah, yeah man. Everybody That's what's hurting a lot of them yeah. too. They just need I mean, even when um even Kobe needed, you know, I know they came at the same time, he still needed Fisher. You know what I mean? Fisher yeah. left and then Fisher had to come back. You know, yeah. I've I'm with you. And even in his rookie year, he had Barris Scott. Right. So you think Dude, you coming in now? What you 18, 19 years old? Your OG was born in two thousand. Right. <laughs> like damn, man, my OG. <laughs> it's like, boy, it's, boy, born in two thousand. What you gonna? What you gonna? What you know about life? What little young boy know about life? So you ain't trying to see me on that Madden. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like you're right. Like, shoot, get somebody, get somebody on that team that used to watch game film on VCR. Right. Man, you ain't got that no more. Or at least on DVDs. <laughs> but you ain't seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Part 2. <laughs> like, what? What? What is that? <laughs> right. Man, check out Raphael, man. Raphael Gangster. 
Right. You talking about total? <laughs> <laughs> One, two. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude. What's the problem with the league, man? That is. I was watching that pod, and they were saying a lot of the veterans that are still trying to get in the league is trying to – it's a position. It's not a, It's like a practice coaching position or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, they need to have that. They need to have that. Um, you know, at least somebody, at least one veteran. But then that's the only thing we do, especially in this league. What we do is, oh, well, a guy thirty years old on the team. Oh, he can help a championship contending team. So you trade a guy that has a veteran leadership to this young team. You trade him to the, you know, trade him to somewhere that you know he can potentially win a championship. You know, because so. me personally, I you know me, I'm with the leg. I feel like if Rondo was still there, even if he really wasn't yeah. playing. I think it would help so many of those players on the Lakers. Yes, presence alone, right? Like I give you an example. The, nobody talks about it when the when the Celtics won against the Lakers. They was down in Rondo, but Rondo had a veteran person there, and it was Sam Cassell that came off the bench. Yeah. <clears throat> so when he came in the game, all he did was back up the point guards. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. But yeah, it's gonna be definitely interesting. How does Detroit team will play going forward, and will they yeah. and will the city of Detroit get free wings? That is to be seen. So, good luck, guys, but don't count on it. Well, I don't know. Maybe I see Monty Williams at one of the um the Wawa's getting coffee one morning. Hey, yeah, it might be. But yeah, man. Feel feel for money. So. <laughs> So we'll talk. So now we'll um, kind of reflect back on the year that was in 2023 in the world of sports. So with our first topic that we want to discuss on tonight is our top three unforgettable sports moments of 2023. So um, you can do it. You can do it from one to three. I know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do from three to one. Um, have okay. you want to do your um, your top three? So. Um, coming in at number, th- or you just do it in your order from three, to, from um, one to three, your top three. Okay, so uh, number three for me um, is uh, Demar Hamilton, Ham- Hamlin. I think it's his name, the one that had Hamlin. Went for the rest. Yeah, Hamlin, yeah. yeah. Um, and the Nuggets winning, and the Joker finding out he had to go uh, to the parade, <laughs> and the um, LSU. Tigers versus the Iowa um, Hawkeyes um, championship. But what hit me was the viewership because we had a discussion about the WNBA. So the viewership was 9.9 million people watched that championship game. And I was like, I don't understand why they're not going to the WNBA. So that was my unforgettable moments. Yeah. Um, So mine, it's it's a few – so I think I'm gonna go with first is when um, Tom Brady um, officially announced that he retired from the NFL. It was kind of and it was weird because it was really emotional. It's kind of one of those where it felt like really heartfelt. That's I think I knew officially he was out, and it was mm-hmm. pretty simple and subtle. And um, mm-hmm. that's a moment I never forget. Um, and it was really an ominous day. It was early in the morning when he brought mm-hmm. in. It was on the on the beach, so that was mm-hmm. really kind of interesting. Uh, I think number two is definitely going to be uh, LeBron James becoming the all-time leading scorer. Um, I think that's a moment that I always remember because it w- we were. All, I know with me, I was scoreboard watching. I kept on thinking, what day is going to happen? Did it happen mm-hmm. on that Tuesday night? 
Um, and I love the fact that um, there was stoppage of play. Um, so that was kind of a good thing with that. And kind of was able to kind of savor that moment. It won't like, you know, other, you know, other moments where it just happened. And then we just paused for a second. Um, mm-hmm. We was able to kind of, you know, enjoy that moment um, in, it, in in real time. So I definitely thought it's something that somebody I will never forget um, mm-hmm. that kind of moment. Because that's probably a moment we'll probably never see in our lifetime, probably, honestly. Because it's just how things are with low management and this, that, and the third. I think, you know, it's going to be – you'll be hard-pressed. And then LeBron is still going, so he's probably going to be a 40,000-point score. So I don't, don't see nobody, at least I think in, personally in my lifetime – We'll score forty thousand points in an NBA career, mm. unless we, unless, unless Wimby, you know, unless Wimby do it. But you know, <laughs> I, that's the, I don't, I don't see no one that could potentially do that in their career that I can see going forward. And that's just my, you know, my warp situation with that. And uh, number one, I agree mm-hmm. with you, Mads, was uh, Demar Hamlin. Um, mm-hmm. That was a very strange night, I will admit. Um, obviously, um, it was a great day of football. Um, I think they were just wrapping up the um, uh, what was it? It was the Rose Bowl because I think mm-hmm. that was Utah and Penn State. And I remember that you know, watched that game, then I knew this game was coming on. Kind of was like, all right, I kind of laid down, just chill. So I was on my phone on Twitter. I come on here and like prayers for DeMar Hamlin. This is really scary. This and third, so I turned on the TV. And then at the time, it was um, the ambulance just got the ambulance was just um, leaving the field. So I was like, yeah, this must be really, you know, really scary. And, you know, not really scary, mm-hmm. but really something's going on. And then I know I think that was confused with um, with Troy and Buck because they were thinking we were going to you know the game was going to come back on in that few minutes. Mm-hmm. But then they, you know, they went to commercial this and third. And I've seen guys go through the tunnel. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like, this this is unheard of. You know, because, you know, normally when we – then these things happen, it goes right to the play. Now, like, well, them going into the huddle – not the huddle, but they're going into the tunnel. They're going in the locker room, and they're kind of contemplating what they're going to do going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that happened. Then, obviously, then the game got canceled. And that was kind of the first that we kind of see the actual game being um, canceled. Um, mm-hmm. Then you look at – um, you know, that just that whole night was just really just you know, all the images. I know, like they show Stefan Diggs um get ready to go into the hospital to see Demar Hamlin. Um, all the different type of stuff that happened that night. It was just a very um, like you said, it to me it is a, a a moment, especially in this year that I, I, it'll be something that I would totally not forget. So right. It was a very ominous night to say the least. And and Twitter was like on fire, obviously. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we talked about this with Skip Bayless tweet and mm-hmm. all that and all kind of stuff. And it was a wild night. Right. Yeah. And then sure. eventually the breakup of the undisputed two. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean that was one yeah. of the factors. Yeah, that's one, one of the factors, factors right? There. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And like you said, with LSU uh winning national championship, yeah. And the only thing, like we said, the reason why they are in the WNBA because they they make more money in college, right? And and I was <laughs> like, you can't, you it's just like Colorado leaving Jackson State. It's too big. That was nine point nine million dollars for the championship game, and it all started not just for the play, because of the controversy that came with it. You know what I mean? And then they were the best of the best. So like, 
WNBA needed that. That was the that was your magic and Larry Bird moment. You know what I mean? Like, let's just be honest. It really was. And I would have been like, we're going to have to make, we need to speak to some, some of these sponsorships, some sponsors to, so we can get these two in into this league. You know what I mean? Because, you know, no offense. You heard, what's the young lady that was in Russia? Uh, Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner, you heard the negativity with that. And then this happened. And then it brought some positivity. You know what I mean? Then you ain't really heard nothing else. The only thing you heard was Reese, um, the coach from LSU, uh, benching Reese for, 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 for grades or something. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's not the type of publicity. You had top-notch publicity. You basically said $9.9 million for one game, and they would have just changed the whole whole thing for the WNBA. I would have figured out a way to get them in the league. Yeah, and that's the only thing. It's, it ain't, ain't the money ain't in the league, and that's the thing where they, I think they might get maybe a quarter of a million dollars, maybe, but they're making millions in college, and you know now you look at the success of Caitlin Clark and what she's doing, and um, yeah, hopefully we're on a collision course for LSU versus um, versus Iowa part two come right. April. So. Hopefully, but we right. shall see. Yeah, that'll be really intriguing. So, got to go into our top three favorite sports moments of this year. What you got? Uh, let me see. Um, I put uh, the Travis Hunter interception with TSU and his dominance, and uh, and I put Shadua in shallow also. Um, LeBron breaking the record and the Dylan, the Dylan Brooks um, uh, rivalry. And um, let me see. And, I, you know, this might not go with it, but I, I put um, the ESPN layoffs and Shannon Sharp going to first take and being able to see Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp together. I, I really thought I would never see that. You know what I mean? I really, you know what I'm saying? When I sit there and think, I said, damn, they never said, and it was kind of cool to see them owning when owning their platforms, you know what I'm saying? And being able to interview each other. And and I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know what I mean? But those are my three. Yeah. Um, I think, and it's funny, it's always interesting with the NCAA tournament. So I got uh, Fairly Dickinson beating uh, Purdue in the NCAA tournament. Purdue was the uh, number one seed. Mm-hmm. So fairly, fairly Dickinson being the second number sixteen seed to win, obviously UMBC, right. um, being the first beating U, uh, beating UVA. Shout out to our guy, Coach Coach Ryan Odom, who was the coach at the time mm-hmm. at UMBC, now at VCU. So um, yeah, and like, and that's one thing where you know you look at uh, how the tournament is, and just you know Purdue was um, you know one you know many people look at them as the favorite to win the NCAA tournament. Um, but they lost in that first round um, to uh, to the Knights of uh, from Hackensack, New Jersey. So uh, Fairly Dickinson got some um, some pub during that week. So that was kind of cool. Um, number two has got to be Coco Golf winning the U.S. Open. Um, mm-hmm. I just love the fact um, I just, she's another one that I coined as a as a niece of mine. So she's like my adopted niece. Um, and I just love the fact that you know it's funny they show like her being at the U.S. Open as, even though she's a teenager, but mm-hmm. like as a child, child, maybe like 11, 12 years old, 
And then mm-hmm. for her to win at a um, at at this stage, because I think she is still, I think she's nineteen. I think she'll be twenty next year. Yeah, right. she. I think she's. I think. I think she's nineteen now. But um, you know, her winning the U.S. Open, and you know, hopefully this will be the um, ushering of a of a new young U.S. superstar um, in tennis. You know, obviously, you know, we were spoiled by Venus and Serena, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, not to say I don't not to put the pressure on her, but hey. Can she be our next uh, U.S. women's tennis star? And uh, she's well on her way. She's very polished, great parent. If you ever hear them talk, um, they've they've raised her very well. And she's very great, eloquent speaker. Um, So I think she can definitely, um, you know, with everything, all things considering and Lord willing that she will be the face of U.S. women's um, uh, tennis for, you know, a few decades. Mm. So. If that is the case. And um number one, this this will, will forever make my day. Uh the commanders being sold to Josh Harris. Uh yeah. selling selling the team and um just the overall excitement <laughs> of that. Um obviously the six point eight billion dollar price tag. Um you look at just how renewed this team was in the summer. You look at um even you know hearing Josh Harris and oppressor was like a breath of fresh air. And then also in that group is also uh, Matt Johnson, who has a four percent, four percent stake in his team. Um, you see what he's you know kind of re you know re rejuvenize it. I mean, you think about that part that they had when they first, um, you know, when they first became owners. He had Magic Dance and the Go Go Music, and um, he and then Harris giving out free beers. Mm-hmm. It was it's a it's a moment that I never thought in my lifetime would ever happen. That that uh, Daniel Snyder would not be the owner to watch the Commanders, and it happened. It mm-hmm. truly freaking happened. No question. It, I heard somebody say they're trying to get the old name back. Is that true? Uh Josh Harris saying no. Okay. So I don't. I doubt it. It's kind of one of those where the damage already been done with that name. Where I think you know, because the really reason why. The name was changed because of everybody was threatened to leave, um, you know, as far as the corporate sponsorships. Like, I think right. it was like FedEx uh, at the time. They were, you know, we still got with FedEx. I think it was FedEx, Bank of America. A couple of those companies were going to, you know, pretty much right. um, bail on us. But, yeah. You like the commanders, yeah. though? We're used to it. I'm I'm okay with it. It's like I like I was telling them, you know, when the name was changed almost two years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. it's something you get used to. It once you just keep on, you know, keep on saying it, and you'll get used to it. And mm-hmm. I'm cool with it, even if it don't change. I know a lot of people say I'll oh, change it, but I'm like, I mean, this 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 will be your fourth name change in four years if you do it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they do it in off season or they do it next year in 2025, mm-hmm. more name changes in five years, right? Like, yeah, man. If that gonna please please everybody, right? There's no right name. I think in my personal opinion, right, right. But yeah, so you man. got any more? You got any animal and mentions, Joyce? Oh yeah, I mean it's, it's a lot of stuff happening. I mean, obviously the Denver Nuggets winning their right. first ever NBA title. Um, Carmelo uh, retiring. The video, yeah. uh, it it was not <laughs> emotional, but it kind of made me be like, man, it's crazy. It's end of an era. And it, oh, you know, it was in the it was. I mean, <laughs> because I think I think I re, I resonate with Carmela because we're the same age, so it's kind of right. one of those where it's like, oh, it's like it's really happening. Um, that he's out the league, and you know, mm. the video was touching, and you know, right. kind of pretty much 
pass the torch to his son. And I know, of course, people were saying, well, why he didn't bring up his daughter? He had a picture of his daughter. Like, <laughs> relax, guys. Relax, um, right. <laughs> you know, social media haters. Right. He, he had a picture of his, of his daughter in the frame. Said he got a couple of phone calls, you know, from teams. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Hopefully, I could you could tap into what I where I was going. Shannon Sharp and um and uh John Morant getting into it and his dad getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, yo, it was starting to get a little too crazy, bro. <laughs> I bet you won't. I bet you won't. That's embarrassing, man. That's crazy. But yeah, man, like you said, Shannon Sharp. Uh, going to ESPN, that was big because, like, you know, that's like you saying, was one of those where he, he, you know, he's been on there before, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, filling in for Stephen A. And then it's funny now, him and him take the reins. And I think, you know, it's one of those where, you know, it's, you know, it's the Absolutely. future. That's, yeah. It had a, it, it had an emotional feel to it, though, especially when he left Undisputed. It almost looked like Skip, like, man, I really don't want you to leave. I ain't know it was gonna get like you know what I'm saying, and then right. yeah, he go to ESPN, and it's all, no offense, it it felt like they really was giving him support, like you know what I'm saying, like he kept saying skip a few times, and you know I thought that was kind of cool. to me that felt you know because I felt like I've been there when I first you know what I'm saying when we was at the other spot, you know you make those subtle mistakes, and it just felt like a human factor in it where they was really trying to give him. Support, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I mean, according to him, according to what they've been saying, Fox wanted to get rid of him, so it's kind of right. where he found it went somewhere where he was wanted. I mean, I found that crazy because I because it's funny because Stephen they said it on his podcast, and then people was like, Well, how is this possible? and then when Shannon said it out his mouth, Oh, that's what he meant. I like, Yeah, I mean, they just tipped us off. Yeah. Of what happened? <laughs> Stephen A was so smart. You know where he said it at too? He yeah. first said it on Joe Button. And Joe Button was like, What? He was like, Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I don't care. They let him go. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I was like, that was yeah. so smart to do it on Joe Button. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, to yeah. me, you said it on his you know how it works. You said on his pod. So now by you doing that, everybody's going to go to that pod to hear it. And then that starts some type of ally, some type of friendship that eventually. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I'll come do yours. You come do me. I appreciate you doing that, you know? But it, it's really, it's kind of cool. Like, you know, when Dallas Cowboys lose, uh, yep. you know, the, you're going to watch it there. They bust out laughing. You know, when LeBron have a big game, you know, he's going to have the goat mask on. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. But, it's, yeah, it's a lot of moments. I think even, um, it's funny, it's crazy in hindsight now looking back at it where, um, the commanders and the Ravens, um, I think it was like a two-day scrimmage just in the third. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to think that where they're at now at, you know, 12-3, and three, the best record in the NFL, and, you know, Washington got literally, you know, the third worst record in the league. Mm-hmm. And it's funny how their scrimmage, we looked great. Like, I, it was like it was, mm-hmm. we were physical against the Ravens. Mm-hmm. We were beating them on the field, and we were beating them in fights. They were trying to fight us, and we was kicking their right. ass every, every, in every phase. Right, and that that, and that just got me so excited for the football season because, right. like, that was one of my favorite moments. Like, that's another one of my favorite moments where, 
you know, having those scrimmages and us being a dominant team, surprisingly, in a weird right. way, we were a surprising and dominant team, but um, you know, it was definitely fun. It was it was all good in, in August, but it went downhill. I got one. Um my family went to the Cleveland Brown and Pittsburgh Steelers game. So there was a mm-hmm. bet. Whoever won had to wear certain clothes where well, the Browns lost. Mm-hmm. But um to hear the crowd said, Fire Matt Canada. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fire Matt Canada. Because you know, piggyback what you're saying, you look in the preseason, everybody's saying, Oh, this team is gonna be all right. First game, they get spanked by San Francisco. And yeah. then all the turmoil, this which is still somewhat going on right now. Is it? You know what I'm saying? And it's like you could have nipped a lot of this stuff in the bud early. You know what I'm saying? Um, but anyway, it's so much. It's so much. We went back and forth and really sat there and looked at it so many. Because it seemed like every other week it was something. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was a lot, of, a lot of great, like, moments um this year as far as in the world of sports mm-hmm. um yeah and then also um going back to ncaa tournament you look at um you know um what was it fau um no was it fau yeah fa F, um fau that game winning shot to beat san diego state in a national semifinal mm-hmm. and put fau in a national championship um and i remember that was crazy because at that time um uh, it we I was covering a soccer game and it's crazy mm-hmm. we watching the game and it's crazy how everybody we all was like oh you know like just the excitement and, and somebody hitting the game when the shot it's just like it just resonated it's like one thing you know especially when you in that and in, in, you know you see it and the excitement you know seeing a game winning shot regardless of mm-hmm. what you are you get excited off of that and just right. to kind of everybody getting excited off of that and it's like yeah man it's that's March Madness for you. Even though right. you know it's an April game, but yeah. you know it was. I ain't even yeah. been to NCAA because I wanted to check on Miami. I really liked Miami last year. Yeah, their run. Yep, their run. Um, to the you know to the because uh, they did they make it to did Miami make it to the final four? Did, yeah, because yeah, right, they, they, they lost the final four or the champion. Who was in the championship? They lost UConn. Um, UConn and FAU. Yeah, that's right. They walked. Yeah, that's UConn. right. Yeah, they could have beat UConn, man. But you know, anyway, I don't want to get started. Get emotional. Yeah, Jim Jim Laranega, yep, Jim Laranega, once again, what like 17 years apart from going, you know, when he put had George Mason in 2006 yeah. and then Miami 2023. Uh that was a great run for Miami for sure. I wish they do a series about him. The reason I said that because when I watched yeah. him, um, when you when you sat there and watched him on a podium and how he let everybody speak and how positive, you know. He could tell he he related, he could relate to, you know what I'm saying, some some young black kids. And you know what I mean? And he was just talking about the school, yeah. the cheerleaders, and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, man, to see you did the same thing for George Mason and then come down and damn they do like the same exact thing. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, and he's just been and that's the thing where and and people, you know, his second act in Miami. It's been fairly successful. I think even though mm-hmm. people, people, you know, I know when it comes to college coaching, a lot of their accolades, if, hey, you make it to the Final Four, you make it this and the third. But mm-hmm. he has been successful. I mean, he's had, um, you know, 20-plus win seasons at, mm-hmm. at, uh there, won a few AC championships. So he's, you know, he's been doing his thing at, at Miami. But like I said, it's, it's kind of a, you know, great thing that he's doing, you know, Going back to the final four this um this year, so that was a 
great moment for him as well. But um, yeah, man, the NCAA tournament never disappoints, man. That's the thing about it. It's right. you you always gonna have storylines, different, you know, all the stuff that just comes out of the woodwork. Right. And it's it's amazing. That's I think oh. that's another thing moment that I love about sports. Shout out to my old produce manager, Eric Ogis. He used to every March, he used to call out, he'd get sick that he said his daughters were sick. And just, he a Ohio State guy, but he loves college basketball. And yeah. he would every year he would he would call off. He's like, "Oh, I'm so sick." So we knew he was laughing. We knew he was lying. You know what I'm saying? So it was oh, a yeah. great thing. But yeah, he takes off March. Yeah, and that's the and, yep, and that's the best time because the weather breaks a little bit, and it's the best. Like, yeah, you got it. Like, like it's, it should be mandatory that every man in America or any college basketball watch should be off that first Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. It's it's a given. It's a given. And, you know, that's why they changed it that you will have time. Like, you'll have, like, you save your time for a certain period of time of the year. <laughs> you say, man, yeah. I'm going to go use my time, man. You know? Got to. Word. Because that's the <laughs> best. That's the best because, and I don't blame them because that's the best time because you got games really from 12 to, I mean, essentially midnight. And now, especially with everything now with it being on three different networks, it's CBS, TNT, TBS, and True TV. So it's four on four channels now. Mm-hmm. Versus when I was coming up, maybe like maybe in my late twenties, going into the thirties, where it used to just be on CBS and then they are cut in to mm-hmm. games. So like you'll be you'll be in the, like seven you're in the middle of watching a game that you want to see. If it's a close game somewhere else, they're gonna cut into that game and then it's right. you. They'll show your your game on a the the box score, not the box score, but like the ticker, like a ticker, mm-hmm. kind of like where you see it on the screen. But now having the ability, essentially having a, a four games simultaneously, simultaneously at one time, and then you always gonna have at least either Thursday or Friday is gonna be the day. Normally, typically it's been Fridays as a late where your bracket is destroyed. Like mm-hmm. that's the beauty of it all, where you get all these upsets. Either normally it's either it's normally it's been Friday as of late, but you you're bound to get a series of upsets Thursday or Friday. Like that's the only time I and honestly I bet mm-hmm. because I always know like that five twelve matchup either Thursday or Fridays and those on those respective back brackets. That's where the action come. That's where you get the money. Mm-hmm. You, you bet against that 12 seed because really in, in hindsight 5 and 12 is almost like 8 and 9 and kind of almost equal even though Pete, you know you might have a blue not a blue blood but somebody from a power 5 that's 5 and they might be kind of low key trash that, they kind of what as kids say mid in their conference like you can have a, a NC State like NC State could go against somebody like a Fairly Dickinson which is like the best team in their conference They'll go against each other, and then it's just like it's kind of evenly matched. And boy, oh boy, yeah, it'd be fun. I yeah. don't blame him Take my off. my biggest thing, and I know we got to move on, but my biggest thing, I'm gonna be honest with you, man, was following social media, watching the prime um series, and then watching the games. Is following the Colorado Buffalo, the energy that that carried. For at least that month and a half was crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And staying up to like, I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm up to like two in the morning watching 
You know what I'm saying? And then I stop. I say, I can't take it no more. Then I look at my, my phone and I'm like, hold up, they tied? You know what I'm saying? Yep. It, it was crazy, man. That, that energy, it just, let me tell you something, man. I can say whatever they want, but Deion Sanders has helped so much in the entertainment factor of it. Like when, yeah. like I wouldn't want seen some old documentaries and stuff. And I didn't even know that he did half of the stuff that he did, like with the sleeves and stuff. And you know what I mean? Like it was a lot of stuff I didn't know. And I was just like, you know, he's made a lot of people a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's and Dion is the ultimate showman. It's, and it's funny how I just don't understand that. That's like I think, like you said, when it comes to social media, you just start to really realize the ignorance of people. Mm-hmm. Social media really highlights the ignorance of people. And I remember somebody complaining, like, you know, why is Deion Sanders like this? I'm like, Deion Sanders has been like this since like 1985. Like he's he, like I mean, this somebody was talking about. I was like, I was like, look here, look, look here, look here, young man. Dion has been like this before you were born, young man. Like he's just he's just like that, and like um yeah, and he 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 made he makes Colorado football relevant. It is what it is, and like you said, I mean, I've I've you know watched games late at night like this, but not of the heightened interest. Like yeah, I can watch. You know UCLA play like Oregon State, a Pac-12 affair night. But I mean, I'm just watching it to kind of get myself ready to go to bed. This one, you on the edge of seat. You, you the game like you know Colorado State versus Colorado, which that's another one where, um, you know that was a, a nail biter. And you know, and then even how <laughs> even the Colorado versus Stanford game, even though we thought it was you know. It was it was safe to go night night. Do you wake up the next morning? Oh damn, they lost to Stanford. Like right. what in the hell is going on? And, but and um, like, yeah, the literally and the, the 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 cinema of it because Travis Hunt getting hurt, getting hurt, like getting hit and getting hurt. Oh, and yeah, then when things, it's like it's like it's weird, man, because like stuff that happens. Then you hit YouTube and it's trending like everywhere. And I ain't on Twitter. So I know Twitter crazy. Oh, yeah, I know sure. TikTok crazy. Instagram. Oh, yeah. And I'm just sitting here like, man, this is this is different. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it gets it's so big. And then everybody like The Rock and, and Pat McAfee and, and ESPN and all these different people got to be a part of it and make it even bigger. You know what I mean? That's So that yeah. was a big thing. And I, you know, truth be told, man, kind of needed that at that period of time, too. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that was my biggest thing. I can't wait for next season. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one too where you look at he merged both the two networks together, which you know that's he, crazy. Fox and ESPN, and then you think you know they've had that piece of the pie, and you look at like other you know we look at like First Take, you know had their show there, Undisputed had their take had a show there. Um, uh, what's the thing with jo- Speak Speak? They had a show. Mm-hmm. Um, that Pat McAfee had his show mm-hmm. there as well. So it just. Like two networks, and then I mean, you even college game day and big noon kickoff were at the same place. And you know, it's one mm-hmm. of those where you know it's um, and he gave them all both access, um, both networks access to it. So, I mean, hey, I know they're, they're loving it. And like I said, next year's gonna be interesting. I, I'm, I'm really curious, especially now, opening week, especially against North Dakota State, where I'm mm-hmm. really curious because North, North Dakota State is like. The juggernaut in FCS, mm-hmm. and now Colorado. You know they come to Colorado. Um, yeah, I think it was I don't even know what day. I mean, that's 
eight months from now. But anyway, right. um, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. I really, I'm really curious how this team will play, especially against a North Dakota State team for sure. That's gonna be fun. Yeah, because I, I think North Dakota State. I don't think they're not as good as like the Trey Lance, uh, Carson Wentz days, but I still think they're still a good football team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I'm really curious what they do with FCS opponent. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm interested anyway. So for sure. But yeah, so we got to go into um, yeah, we, you know, we want to we somewhat want to be a little clairvoyant going into right. the new year. So we want to kind of um get you primed and ready for uh the the sports year of 2024. Uh, with our three hot sports takes, uh, what are your three sports hot takes? I'm gonna do Go the first one. I'm gonna do the first one. Um, mm-hmm. boxing. Um, Tank Davis will knock out Devin Hanley in the uh, fifth round in the junior welterweight championship bout. Shout out to my um my uncle Jamal Beers in boxing. Um, I've been posting a lot on my Facebook. He's been traveling. He's really he got a uh. A boxing vlog, boxing um podcast too. Um, so then I'm gonna go here. The Clippers will lose to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, um, Western Conference uh, Final game in a Game Six. Um, <laughs> Kawhi Leonard didn't play. Mm. Paul George had thirty, and they 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 lost by two. Um, they lost. <laughs> they, they lost by one because Wessel Westbrook missed the layup. <laughs> that just add on, but yeah. Mm. And then my my third one is Lamar Jackson will win the MVP, and the Ravens will will win the Super Bowl against the 49ers where Brock Purdy threw two interceptions and one fumble. Okay. All right. So my number one is uh, I want to say uh, Eric Bieniemy will be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Um, it's no secret for me. I mean, obviously, I talk about it often. Um, obviously, you look at the bear situation. Ryan Poles, their general manager, Ryan Poles, has connection with Kansas City. Um, so I definitely think Eric Bieniemy will be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Um, my next one, um, Shadua Sanders will be a Hasman finalist. I think he will tra- take that trip to New York City. I don't think he's going to win the Hasman, but I think he will at least be in the room. Um, next season, as far as being a Hasman Trophy finalist, I think that move to the Big 12 is definitely going to help, um, especially, you know, amongst all those um, offensive um, and offensive juggernaut teams in the Big 12. I definitely think he, I'm curious how he's going to play in that in that conference, which I think he's going to both really, really well now, considering the fact that Oklahoma and Texas have moved to SEC. So I think he'll have a legitimate shot. I don't. I've I, I've been saying I think they're gonna make the, the make the twelve team playoff, but I think I, I'm I'm kind of leaning towards maybe not. I think they might kind of they'd be on the edge. They'd be like someone on on the on the cup of it. But I, if they are in that fourteen fifteen range, I think they'll find a way to get them in because we know how it is sometimes with college football. It's politics. I mean, unfortunately, that's mm-hmm. Florida, Florida, like, Florida State. You know, unfortunately, you know. Florida State is like that, but um, yeah. So I look at that. I think he'll he'll take that trip to New York City, and him and Prime will, you know, be in New York in the I guess. Well, gosh, that would be like the second or third week in December. 
probably think the second week of December. Yeah, it'd be second week of December. And then uh, Kirk Cousins will sign with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Russell Wilson uh, will uh, go to Minnesota. Because Russell Wilson <laughs> just got benched. So I'm, I'm seeing Russell Wilson potentially going to Minnesota, the Saints, or maybe Washington. I think that might be his three potential spies. But, yeah. Let, let me let me let me take this in a little bit. Hold on. Let me. I don't want to yeah. be negative. I don't want to be negative. Let me see. I, I think it'll work. He'll play. He he does well with the play action and with the two oh, running backs we got. I think he would do well. Oh, he's an upgrade. Oh, he's definitely an upgrade. To, you want Mason Rudolph to be there? You want? You mean Kenny Jordan Pickett? Knight from the kids on the block? <laughs> Pretty much, Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. Please don't go. Right. <laughs> I wasn't ready. <laughs> 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 ready for that. But, you got me on that one. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm at a point where, I mean, to me, I think it because Pittsburgh is there, and that's the thing where, and I don't know, and it could be, it could be interchangeable. Where I think maybe he could resign with Minnesota, and and Russ comes to comes to um the Pittsburgh because the, the issue is really the offense because the defense you're set you just need a quarterback uh, my Cam Newton don't get at me Kmart but you get a game manager like Kirk Cousins who yes he does throw turn over the football often at times but I think with your with the Pits but it's still a defense I think he'll be able to at least be a you guys be a playoff well you get playoff caliber team now with 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 Pickett as the quarterback. You know, so it's kind of one of the way I think he could definitely help you, especially when you, you know, you I'm not saying he can go toe to toe with the, you know, Joe Burrow every you know, twice a year or a um or Lamar Jackson twice a year or Joe Flacco next year? No, I don't know. Joe Flacco will be with the Bears. Now. I mean, with the Browns next year. But um, I mean, it would be a sizable upgrade, and I think at least it would be a legitimate, not contender, but a legitimate as far as in the North. Like, I mean, I, I mean, something got to give. I don't think Kenny Pickett is, is the answer. Hey, I ain't arguing nothing. Something got to happen because I, you know, yeah. I'm gonna wait. No, since we talk about it now, I guess I gotta wait yeah. later. Well, no, no, I'll talk about it later when you say it's something you gotta say. Cause I've been, I got my argument, and then this last game said mm-hmm. exactly what I it did is it it exactly what I've been saying. It's not like you don't have weapons. You yeah. know what I mean? But anyway, yeah, cause your boy Pickens went off. Uh, he he went. Uh, yeah, he went off. He went off Saturday. You know. But hey, he just need a little criticism, a little bit of fire on this butt. I don't got them. So. I just think that they um no nah, nah, let us move on, coach. I'll say something later before I I I will say something later. <laughs> I'm saving it. Yeah, man. Crazy. Mm-mm. That is wild. But so we gotta talk about uh we'll do our picks for this upcoming week? 
So we'll get that going. So we got a Thursday night affair tomorrow night. Amazon Prime, the final Amazon Prime of the year. And boy, this makes me really sad. But we got the Jets versus the Browns. What you got? I'm picking the Jets. I'm not going to pick the Browns. We need them to lose. Come on, Jets. This is, I, th- I think it's going to be the Browns. This is this is the Joe Flacco get back game. Because Joe Flacco, I know he's thinking to himself, y'all really could have, the Jets, y'all really could have been having me on this team and having and having y'all 10 and 5. You got to say, you got a, you got a better defense than the Browns. You got a more of an opportunistic defense in the Jets. I could have been here. You could have called me on September the 12th. I could have been here three months ago. Y'all wanted I was I almost made it to the playoffs last year. Between me and Mike White. Why you didn't call me this year? So give me Joe Flack, Joe Wacko Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. And Mike, and who knows? Quiet is kept. Cleveland, Cleveland still could be holding out for that number one seed in in in, in NFC. Yeah. I mean in AFC if yeah. if Baltimore slipped, but We'll shall yep. see. Then we got the Lions. Yeah, I know, right? That's really intriguing, but Joe Wacko Flacco. Uh, we got the Lions and the Cowboys on a Saturday night affair. What you got? I'm going with, oh, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm going with the Lions. <laughs> and it's in Dallas too, right? Yep. I hope Lions put that in consideration that what Dallas, they need to win, and they also playing at home, so you already know. Yeah, um, they yeah, they definitely got to take care of business. I mean, um, I the Lions, they're you know they're secure as far as them uh, winning the NFC North. They got that, but Dallas this is a big win. I mean, this is a big game for them. This is that final home game. Jerry Jones gonna be inducted, and in that damn Jerry Jones. I mean, um, Jimmy Johnson gonna be inducted in, in the Wall of Fame. Um, so it's gonna be a very emotionally charged night. Um, and the Cowboys are fighting for their NFC East lives. Do the Lions have a physical running back? Um, pretty much. I mean, you got like Jamar Gibbs. Um, I think he's he's a solid, good running back. I, I mean, he's physical for the most part. He's a physical mm-hmm. running back. It seemed like you know um, Dallas did um, basically, in some way, show that um, that's part of their Achilles' heel right now is a physical yeah. back. Yeah, I think yeah they yeah they I mean Jameer Gibbs is there, um he's been doing his thing, uh but yeah I think the I, I think the Lions are gonna win this game I think it's gonna potentially set up a situation in Week 18 uh, between the um, Cowboys and Eagles as far as um, when it you know it's gonna be interesting but um, yeah give me the Lions. Um, then we got, which I don't understand for the life of me, why this is a one o'clock game. This should have been flexed to, this should have been flexed. This should have been the final game of the calendar year um, that 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 we can watch. We can watch this game and then watch the ball drop. Pause. Uh, we got we got two attack of a lower and the Miami Dolphins going to the Avenue. The Miami um, Dolphins and the Ravens, what you got? I'm going to the team from the Avenue. 
Okay, the Ravens. All right. All right. So um I kind of low key want to make this interesting. I kind of want to make this final week like a playoff. Well, this is and this is funny. This is a playoff game. This is could be mm-hmm. a potentially an AFC championship game, potentially if you're looking at the one two seed. So um to kind of throw in a little intrigue in this game, give me the dolphins. I mean you know, throw a little intrigue in this one, and then I met. You know, then potentially you guys have something to play for next week, potentially, and then the Ravens have something to play for next week, and we actually will have an interesting game um, on you know next next week. So, mm-hmm. I got you. Yeah, we want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, then another interesting game. We got the Bengals versus the Chiefs. Who you got? I'm gonna pick the Chiefs. I, I, I they got to figure out a way um, to fix whatever they're going through. I mean, they got no bad. choice. They do not have a choice. If they lose it, they 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 lose this game. You potentially have a shot. The the. The Las Vegas Raiders and potentially a Jared Stedham and the Denver Broncos might have a shot if they win to win the AFC West in, in a showdown like no other in uh, Week 18. And then with some Chargers help, I, I mean, they got to because this team, I mean, it's crazy to think if they lose out these final two games, it's a chance they can't see them, man. They even make the playoffs. I mean, they want they, you know, it's a chance they may not even win the, the AFC, um, AFC West. Right. Crazy, crazy times we living in, but we here. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs are going to kind of get themselves back together. I mean, I just can't foresee them, um, you know, laying the egg again, again, especially with Cincinnati without a Joe Burrow. Um, and even though Jake Brown has been good, I. Um, besides last week, I think last week was just an anomaly. He looked mm-hmm. terrible against y'all last week. Well, Saturday. Um, then our final regular, well, our final game of the calendar year. Um, at the at Sunday night game. Mm, this could be the game that's going to end the year, and you know, hopefully, you know, in time we can you know watch some New Year stuff. Um, Packers and the Vikings. Who you got? I want the Vikings. Okay. Um, I don't know. Call me crazy. I think I think the Packers are gonna take care of business, even without a Jahir Alexander. Um, shout out to, shout out to him for his boneheaded activity of making himself a captain and almost screwing his team last week and got suspended this week. So, um, shout out to Jay Alexander. I think they'll win in spite of him. So won't be four captains on the field this week. Um, and you know, and just make sure all the Packers and the Packers players who are now captains, they're from Minnesota. Tell them please do not get on the field. Do not do what the Giant did last week in Charlotte. So right. good luck with that. So <laughs> then we got two, we got our. National semifinal games on New Year's Day. We got first off Michigan versus Alabama, and by far one of the greatest picturesque scenes that you ever see in Pasadena, California, in the so-called "quote unquote" Rose Bowl. Who you got? Michigan. Michigan. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I, I like Michigan. I'm a, I'm a root for Michigan, but I got strange feeling it's gonna be Alabama. I'm gonna go with Alabama, even though I probably will, I, 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 I might bring out my Michigan starter coach. Reason I, I it's hard for me to go for Alabama, but you know, to yeah. me, it's too much. It's a lot of other politics, a lot of things that is going on with Alabama where they need to start. It's like they really do need to start losing because they flexing their power in a lot of situations that has nothing to do with what they're doing on the field. Yeah, <clears throat> you understand what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, and I got a strange feeling. I think I don't know for some odd reason ever since that Auburn game. They have really have found a way to win football games, and obviously now you look at like the the rise of Jalen Mil Milrow. Mm-hmm. I think he has done, you know, he's done his thing. I think if he would have kind of started a little earlier as far as his play, I mean, he could have been the husband over um, Jaden Daniels potentially. But uh, I think I'm gonna ride the wave, and even though I'm, I might wear my Michigan stuff on New Year's Day mm-hmm. for real, for real. But um, I think Alabama gonna win this football game. I think once they. They did suspend Harbaugh, right? Um, yeah, he he's back. Yeah. So to me, once they did that, I was like, oh yeah, they gonna win. That's <laughs> what I said. I said, oh, they got something yeah. to really play for now. Yeah. So yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. I'm hoping it's gonna be Michigan, but I think in my personal opinion, from an analyst standpoint, not an analyst standpoint, but just more of a not putting no feelings into it. Um, it's be Alabama. Um, and then our two. Then we have a. The Sugar Bowl in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. We got uh which is in a weird way it might be a potential home game for Texas. We got Washington versus Texas. Who you got in this matchup? Going for Washington. Okay. Um, I think I'm um, I'm gonna go with Texas. I think the Longhorns are gonna take care of business. And I think we're gonna have the Alabama versus Texas rematch that we all yearn to have and I think that's what is going to potentially happen, um, you know, come uh, January the 8th, um, a.k.a. Black Monday, which will, you know, we'll talk about that. It was only now a few days away now, which is kind of crazy, but, we, you know, but that's concerned. But, yeah, we'll do our picks for the for the natty next week as, you know, obviously it's this these two games um, play out and we'll know who will be in the natty this time next week when we go live. So, all right, so that rounds up our picks. All right, so before we get before we wrap up, I then had a few comments. Let's see, hey. we got our guy. Let's see, Tony the Savant was good, fellas. And then also, uh, the Dolphins about to slaughter the Ravens. Hey, okay, go with that confidence pick. Yeah, hey, I, I want some chaos. I want some chaos and drama in week 18. I really want to see how, and that's going to be kind of the intrigue Sunday night. I think. You know, in the midst of the game, might be not to be the best because obviously you got Nick Mullins on the Viking side, Jordan Love on the Packers side. Um, who, what, how, what games could be played at certain times? Like, as far as because you know, if you look at the schedule for week 18, everybody's to be determined. So, who's mm-hmm. gonna be who's gonna be that Saturday game, right? Who's gonna who's gonna be that the, the Sunday at one o'clock game? Who's gonna be the four right. o'clock games? And who's gonna be that that final game of the season? That Sunday night football flex. It's gonna be really interesting, right? Yeah, it's gonna be fun, but we're gonna we're gonna definitely gonna find out in on, on New Year's Eve how all how Week 18 will play out. And boy, oh boy, I'm looking forward to it for sure. So me too. Before we head on out, we gotta give our game ball. Who gets this week game? 
this week's game ball for you? Um, I got two. Um, the first one, I'm gonna give a game ball to my, my uncle Rico. Um, he he went to him and his wife, and, and his wife, they went to Jamaica, man, for, for Christmas in the Brugman family. And she put up a pic of him sleeping on the bench. And I was like, man, he deserved a game ball because who who really don't deserve being on the beach? You know what I'm saying? Rested. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. one person is my Uncle Rico, man. Shout out to him. But I'm also sports-wise, I'm going to give it to number 14, Jordan Pickens. Uh, Pickerson, right? That's how I say his name. His name oh, right? George Pickens. George Pickens. George Pickens. Yeah. Let me explain. George Pickens, I've been riding for you since last year. When I saw Travis Hunter, I've been saying, we got a Travis Hunter 2.0. Why aren't they throwing to him? And they're not. So then they want to pick on him because he's not he's wide open and they're not throwing him the ball. When our offense is one of the was one of the worst scoring offenses. But we have weapons. Um to me, I, I wish the Steelers start looking at themselves. Since Heinz Ward, they've always had some type of controversy with their with their receivers. Heinz Ward needed to renegotiate his contract, and he had to go on ESPN crying because he was had the most catches in Steelers history and the most TDs and yards or something like that. And he had to go on ESPN say, I don't want to play for another team. I just want them to pay me what I know my value. Please pay me so I won't, you know what I mean? Because I'm supposed to get paid. I don't want to go to another team. It's Antonio Holmes, of course, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, they always do this. Um, Hines, um, Harrison had to leave because they wanted him to renegotiate. They paid him $93 million for however years, but then they wanted him to renegotiate his contract. He said no, and he went play for the Bengals, but he came back. So I'm just saying they always they, – this young man, they said he didn't block, and he was like, well, I'm not trying to hurt myself, so everybody want to attack him. But so every once in a while, man, when you put yourself out there and you feel like you're being devalued, you got to make decisions about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, it is what it is. Like, every time they put him – look, did you see this last game? Did you see it was like possession, like a, a possession pass? And then he outrun mm-hmm. everybody. You outran the Bengals. You outran the Bengals defense. And you mean to tell me this young man has been on this team and y'all not throwing him the ball? consistently if anything the number one offensive player on the team is warren have the you know what i'm saying go through him and then eventually everything can open up i mean come on man so i'm giving him the game ball he deserved it he made them look very dominant last um last week against a team that everybody gives thumbs up even though they don't have a quarterback sure so yeah my game ball it's a game ball that's essentially been in the making for for 30 years. Um, definitely congratulations to the Detroit Lions for winning the NFC North title, the first ever since the inception of the NFC North um, title since 2002 when it was, um, you know, when this when the division was created in 2002. Uh, so last time they won a division title was in 1993. Um, and that was, that, in that time, that division was called the NFC Central. So, um, so kind of some interesting tidbits, stat nuggets, um, about this drought. So obviously in 1993, Fox sports did not exist. Fox sports started in 1994. Their head coach, Dan Campbell was a junior in high school. Their quarterback, Jared Goff, wasn't born to 10 months later. So he wasn't even born when this happened. The only three teams, so there's only three guys 
that were born, that were alive. Last time the Detroit Lions won the division. Teddy Bridgewater, Graham Glasgow, and Jake McQuaid. They're the only three te- players on this team that were alive when last time the Detroit Lions have won their division. And celebration all over the world for, you know, it's almost like I feel as though, like, if, you know, Detroit, we talked about the Detroit Pits early in the show and how bad they are. At least find some solace in the fact that, hey, you Detroit Lions are uh, doing their thing. Um, I think they're, what, like 11 and 4. So, um, yeah. So, definitely huge shout-out to the Detroit Lions. Um, 30 years in the making. But um, Hey, you know. and then Bridgewater, man, he's retiring. So, hey, it's yeah. a gift, you know? Right, 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 right. He's been the retirement. So, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, crazy. But, you know. I said it was gonna happen, but you know, <laughs> I called it in August, but I'll I'll, I'll be quiet. So, <laughs> final, final thoughts before we head on out tonight. Oh man, great show! Like I basically already had uh, spoke on it with the game ball. Um, I'm a little, like I said, I'm a little disappointed in the team because it's too political. Like they should have got rid of Matt Canada, or man, you gotta come on, man. Hey, you know what's gonna happen? That dude is going to mess around and be paying for the Kansas City Chiefs because clearly the Chiefs should have kept Juju. We see that now. You know that, right? You th- well, I think they should have kept, I think they should have kept Juju. Huh? <laughs> right. But, you know, you got a weapon like that and you're not using it. Like, you mess around and go to Patrick Mahomes and next thing you know, this dude is going to make it to the Hall of Fame. Like, come on now, you know? But yeah, man, great show. You know, I got gifts. So Merry Christmas and all that stuff. <laughs> yes, indeed. So yeah, um, once again, another great show. Um, uh, obviously, um, you know, talking about um the year that was in the world of sports is uh, the final episode of the year. So a lot of great things in the world of sports happened this year, and definitely looking forward to 2024. Um, of you know, especially now, you know, going into like the playoffs and NFL. Um, you know, then going to the Super Bowl, then you know, March Madness, and it's, it's crazy how like with a sports cycle it never ends. That's the beautiful thing about sports, where um, you know things that you know that happen all throughout the course of the year, and it's just the beautiful thing about sports. Sports isn't a, a situation where you take a day off or this and the third. There's always sports always going on in any you know any fact, even the major sports that we discuss on there on here and also the ones that we don't really talk about like obviously like major league baseball nhl they still you know go around but even in the main sports that um that we talk about they don't have days off you know i mean mm-hmm. we, we talked about the nfl and then you know you think about the off season then you got the draft you got a little bit of a break in action with that then we got the nba going on they got the nba playoffs then right after that there's the draft then it's the summer league. Well, free agent, free agency, summer league, all that, all rolled into one. And then, you know, then the season, the NFL season starts essentially at the preseason. I mean, during the preseason, that's when I think the NFL season, my personal opinion, starts. And you know, training camp starts in July. You know, so it's kind of one of the things where yeah, there, there's no days off in the world of sports. And this, you know, obviously us going back and reflecting on the year of sports and just realize, wow, all these moments. 
and they don't, you know, it's all, it happened all throughout the course of the year. Well, just like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we had a bunch that happened in January, but we had stuff that happened all in all all months, essentially mm-hmm. all months of the sports were represented in our in our top moments of the year. So yeah, mm-hmm. man. Um, once again, another great show. And um, you know, not to be not to be the corny one, but we'll catch you guys next year. <laughs> this has been this week's Couch Coach Live, and we'll see you next year. And we're out. Welcome.